Welcome to Freddy's. Have you met them yet? Met who? Foxy, Bonnie, Chica, and Freddy. The following, <laughs> the following <laughs> contains offensive language and spoilers. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, everybody. Freaks and geeks. Getting freaky in the sheets. This is uh, Comic Book Bullies. I am, for some reason, hosting tonight. This is Eli, a.k.a. the Teenage Witch. With my co-host. <laughs> and it's me, uh, Leroy, a.k.a. the freak that comes out at night. <laughs> I guess. In the yep, haunted house of rock. Okay. In the haunted house of rock, exactly. Uh, what was they doing? Frankenfurt? I can't. I'm not Frankenfurt. Never mind. <laughs> I just remember what that was for a second. Uh, yeah, shout out to me. Shout out to Eli. And shout out to, boom, the AI. The AI. Because we couldn't do it without them. And we also, the we, yeah, and we also got. Uh man, he wasted no time. Yo, hey, we finally get a warning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know you were sitting there waiting, Jake. But yeah, we appreciate you coming in there. So he is in there and ready to go. So yeah, like I said, we Got actually notifications was, on and shit. <laughs> yeah, we thought this was gonna be like a a, a nonsense show. You're gonna come in here and just talk about it. Don't worry about it. We have the uh banner up. We are gonna talk about Five Nights at Freddy. I don't know why you want us to, but if you click on this, you will get it. But before we do that, we got to do our due diligence because for some reason, right before Halloween, the the Dias Les Muertos, I'm pretty sure I screwed that up. Somebody fact check me. Somebody uh, Spanish check me. You got to uh, roll the R's, man. I got to roll the R's. I'll, I'll do it next time. <laughs> but yeah, a lot of stuff happened this weekend. So we're just going to run through it because I was going to actually take time with each one until another one came in and another one came in and another came in. I'm like, wow. Okay. So first off, pay respects to the dead. Boom. First, we're going to start over with Richard Roundtree. Now, reason we're going to start with Richard Roundtree because he is a, a big factor in pop culture. So, yes, we got to start off with him. Uh, for those who don't know who Richard Roundtree is, Richard Roundtree is Shaft. He did a lot of stuff, but he is Shaft. Like, Pretty he much. is who is the man? Shaft. Damn, right. All the stuff like that. So, he did that. thing I like about Shaft, like I said, he came up in the black exploitation era. There was a lot of black exploitation movies going around. But when we talked about they clone Tyrone, we always talk about how that like all of our black exploitation heroes were drug dealers and pimps and you know things like that. Shaft, on the other hand, was a private detective. He didn't have his hands dirty or anything like that. He was a private detective, decided to go down there, clean up the streets. So that's what I like about Shaft. So he wasn't like a, a, a ex-criminal or anything like that. No, he wanted to do good and bang some chicks on the way while he was doing it. So he did that, you know. Uh, funny thing is, I think the last movie that Richard Roundtree did, well, at least the last one that I know of, was Shaft. <laughs> so Shaft Two was that the Shaft. remake or, or the reboot or something? Well, it's the sequel to the remake of the reboot, but it's the also re yeah, a sequel yeah. to that one because 
I don't know. It, it's it's Shaft. Yeah, all I wasn't because so the they did a remake sort of with Samuel L. Jackson. But like, technically, it wasn't a remake because Richard Rashley was in that one also. Yeah, and like so, he's his son or something. Or well, something like that's that. the thing. In that movie, he was his nephew. And then in that the last movie, they retconned it. He was like, oh, no, I'm really your dad. They just threw that in there just all of a sudden. He made me think he was a nephew, but he's really my dad, you know. So that's happened like that. A lot of people don't know that people that have seen this movie, the guy on the left, like, you know, the OG Shaft, Rich Roundtree, you know, Samuel Jackson. That is, what's that dude's name? I know his name. A-Train. That's what it is. Oh. About the kid or whatever, yeah. Yeah, that's that's a train from the boys. Okay. Yeah, that's him. So uh they try to make him a thing in Hollywood and realize, uh-uh. <laughs> Cause he was in like Independence Day 2 playing Will Smith's son, like, uh-uh, no. He's everybody's son. <laughs> He's everybody's son. Like, no, stop. Stop trying to make him a thing. <laughs> yeah. He's a train. Uh, yeah, he's a train now. Uh, I forgot this movie got made. A lot of people did. Uh most people didn't know it got made, and I forgot they just never knew. Uh so yeah, the same. But actually, like Richard Rash did a lot of stuff in between then. He was in Steel. <laughs> uh, he played like his Lucius uh, Lucius Fox character, you know, the guy that fixed Steel. He was a mechanic that fixes stuff like that, so that's his thing. Uh, one thing I do, like I said, this is a comic book podcast, so we've got to uh, say what Shaft influenced on comic books because without Shaft, we don't get Luke Cage. Yeah. Yeah, because Marvel saw, because like I said, the black exploitation craze was just that big. Marvel wanted to jump in on it. They want to cash in on it. Just like when Shang-Chi, the Kung Fu era craze was big, they made Shang-Chi and Iron Fist to cash in on that. They made Luke Cage to cash in the Black Force race. So without Shaft, you don't get Luke Cage. Without Luke Cage, you don't get Black Lightning. Without Black Lightning, you don't get Black Vulcan. Without Black Vulcan, you don't... It, it, it's a it's a down, it's a snowball effect. The house of ideas. Exactly. <laughs> Always still... <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, rest in peace, Mr. Brown. Like I said, we got a yeah, Good journey, sir. Yeah. So next one we got on here is uh man, this one, this one hit me. This one hit me. Richard Mole. Yeah. This one hit me because here's the funny thing about it. like this is Richard Mole. If you don't know who he is, he is Bull Shannon from Night Court, which, in my opinion, one of the greatest sitcoms of all time. It, it just we're all now we're showing our age. Yes, we grew up on Night Court. What a one of the best theme songs of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Boom, 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 and boom, this boom, this boom, what really boom. made me sad when I saw this. I saw this on on Facebook, man. Like this, this is all oh, this, okay. this is all that's left. Yeah, yeah. Damn, everybody else good. gone. Like wow. Oh, uh, now even though I do say that Night Court is out, and yes, they did reboot it this year with a new cast. Do not watch that bullshit. Please don't. It's terrible. Yeah, it was. It, yeah. I tried. What we were gonna review it. <laughs> Remember, we were talking about reviewing it, and I watched. Like the first four, like I binged like the first four episodes, and yeah, I I don't know if I even laughed at. I, 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 no, it's it's terrible. I watched the whole thing. I watched the whole thing just to see what. Oh going damn, on. man! It was terrible. Yes, just because I was clean. You know what's funny about it? Before that show even came out, I marathon Night Court like the old '80s show. Oh, like okay, early this yeah. year, the whole all nine seasons. It's nine seasons. I didn't even know that growing up, it was nine seasons on it. They had like new people popping up at the end and shit. Like, who is this person? <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah, so all kinds of storyline stuff. So yeah, so shout out to uh wait, are we talking about the reboot? No, we are not talking about the reboot. We are not talking about the reboot at all. Uh also, since this is a comic book podcast, we have to say what Richard Moe uh, brought to the role also, uh, because he was also two-faced on Batman anime series. That's right, that's yeah. right. Yeah. yeah, that was him. Uh 
He did was uh, a lot oh, of voices and shit. He did he did a lot of voices. He but was course, in a lot of shit. Like as an '80s baby who grew up watching '80s movies and shit, he was in a, he was like the villain in so many movies. Metal Storm, Dungeon Master, like I can all those like B movies. That, yeah, he was know, all that, like that the big straight to video and shit. Yeah, yeah. barbarian type. Just, House, just the, the number one the original hit House. Movie. The movie how that horror comedy house and shit yeah he yeah. was like the zombie soldier and that so many fucking yeah he was because he was big he was a tall dude yeah so and he was imposing he, whenever he showed up so yeah yeah and so he just looked wasn't he like wishman oh no he's been in some horror movies too I, I i better look that up but yeah he he was in a lot of stuff yeah but like i said night court is where he made his name you know Funny joke, like I said, when they all because one because basically they saw him in one of those B movie sci fi movies, and that's how he got the role to Night Court. But they, but since he was bald in one of those movies, they were like, "Do you mind shaving your head for this role in Night Court?" He was like, "Shave my head, give me a job, I will shave my ass." Yeah. <laughs> so, Sword and the go. Sorcerer. Yeah, he was in yeah, bunch of stuff. Lot, okay, a lot of lot of eighties B flicks, straight to video, late night cable movies and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, he did a voice on The Incredible Hulk too. No, 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 that was that wasn't him. That wasn't him. Oh, okay. He's popular. That was Lurch. Really? Yes, like the opening uh, David Banner, blah, 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 blah. That was Lurch that did. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, unless he did something else. So, yeah. Unless he's All another right. character. I don't know. He just, I'm just like, I just like Googled and he's popping up on a lot of shit. <laughs> so. All right. But that means that we're going to, we're going to move on. Like I said, we got, we got a bunch of them. Yeah. <laughs> we got a bunch of them because this is like either today or yesterday. I can't remember when this happened because we got, I got to talk about uh, Matthew Perry. Now, the reason we say this for last, because I'll be honest with you, I don't know about you, Eli, I wasn't the biggest Friends fan. Uh, nothing had anything against the show. That just wasn't my thing, you know. I was yeah. more of a living singles fan. That's, that's like, my thing. Likewise. Right. <laughs> I could not get into Friends. I'm sorry. I mean, I just couldn't try watch. My cousin was into it, tried to get me to watch. I, I just wasn't. It didn't appeal to me. Huge right. show. I know a lot of people and, love and, it. And that's the thing because the show you was know. so big, it permeated pop culture. Yeah. Like it's just some things that permeate pop culture so much that, like, for instance, we all know Wayne Gretzky. None of us have seen a hockey game before, yeah. but we know who he is. Same thing with Friends. No matter if you've seen the show, you know what Friends is. You know that person was from Friends. That person came up from Friends. And it's, it's like, it doesn't matter whether you watched it or not. It was just that big of a deal. Friends, the best show of all time. Hey, a lot Jake, of people you just, think, yeah. You just, you weren't even born when Friends was, uh, <laughs> was how friend Jake. <laughs> You're just yeah, saying stuff. 2002? How right. Was <laughs> <laughs> Wait for the reboot. <clears throat> uh, I will say this about that. From what I do remember of Friends, I will say this. As far as Chandler, I think we can all agree. Well, anybody that watched the show can agree. He was the funniest of them. That was kind I, I of his. See that I am so out of it on Friends. I don't even know their names. I am. S- this is I know totally, their names. I at least know that much. I know that much. Totally out of my wheelhouse. Yeah, I'm not so, gonna get there, but anyway. But everybody that's seen the show, they agree because that's kind of what his job was on the show. When they get in crazy shit, he say stupid shit to kind of like you know lighten the mood. That's that was his job on the show. He was the funniest guy. That was his job on the show. He played a bunch of other stuff also. He played like a Bruce Willis movie, Nine Yards, whole Nine Yards. And I think I made a single it also. One. He was yeah. also in a 90s movie, Fools Rush In with Selma Hayek. I didn't now, see that. Because personally, Selma I couldn't Hayek. take this movie seriously because I was like, there is no fucking way he can pull Selma Hayek. But to be honest with you, I don't think anybody can pull Selma Hayek. That's just me. You know? Antonio Banderas. Ed, Ed Norton. 
Desperado. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Antonio Bandera is the only person I can believe that can pull Selma Hayek. That's that's it. That's... Aye, aye, aye. <laughs> we got to do a retro review on that whole. Oh, trilogy. Desperado. We got to. That's one of my favorite movies. All the El, El Mariachi, Desperado. Once yeah, upon a time. Once upon a time in Mexico. Mexico. We gotta, yeah. Got to do a whole, we gotta, a whole a whole week dedicated. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my thing about that. So that's why we say Matthew, Matthew Perry for like, even though he's probably the biggest one out of all of them, but that I know the least about him. But like I said, this show was so big. It's it's like you can't name anybody in, in this country that don't know who he is. Doesn't matter whether you've seen the show or not. Yeah. They can point picture guy, hey, that's the guy from Friends. So I'm I am aware of it as a concept. Exactly. I'm aware of, I am aware of a, that friends exist, but right. it didn't it didn't appeal to me. But yeah. I know it was huge. I know if a lot you grew of up in the nineties, you could yeah. not escape it. Remember, we only had three three channels, four because Fox came around around the time. So that's it. So that's all you had to watch. <laughs> so uh, you kids are spoiled now. But anyway, let's move on past that. All right. Good so journey, uh, everybody, yeah. Good journey to y'all. Yeah. So, like I said, this is right before the Day of the Dead, which is Halloween. What was Halloween supposed to be? So yeah. Uh, so that being said, we're going to move on to some LC Live. I want to see how you're going to get this. This is, we're bringing it back. We're bringing back the box office numbers. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on. Let me, I know, I know Jay got something right here. Uh, like we, you yeah. see, you can't see this. White you ever, we did a whole, we did a 30 minute uh, bit on Cobra. <laughs> so we've been showing our age for a while now. This ain't something new. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah. Yeah, I like like uh, have you been listening all month? Like all my horror movies I've been picking are like are at least 20 years old. <laughs> <laughs> the 1976 classic, you know, like yeah. what the yeah, like, okay. uh, yeah, I, yeah, I'm old. We're we're old as fuck, man. <laughs> yeah, hey, that's what we're gonna do. We're gonna show our stuff. So yeah. I got my uh, I got my I got my slippers on right now. <laughs> right. And that's how you know it's getting bad because talking about friends is showing our age. That's the 90s. Yeah, yeah, like damn, okay, yeah, that, right. that was yeah, before my kid was born, right? All right, so yeah, here we I go. got kids, yeah, <laughs> all right, so here we go. So, Eli, give it to me. What, what, I, what do you think was the number one movie of the week? Uh, the Taylor Swift flick, that's a that's a good cut, that's a good guess, that's a good guess. I'm gonna give it to you. I hear it's been killing. I heard it make a billion dollars. What is it? It is not, it, but it is close. It's gonna be one of the highest grossing movies of the year when it's all said and done. Yes, but the highest grossing movie this this week oh, was oh, damn, no, sh five nights this at Freddy. This movie went to theaters. No, sh this movie went this movie. We watched it on Peacock. It was you could watch it at home, people didn't Suckers. care. They went at home. Here's the thing nobody has Peacock. That's the thing. That's how you know. So yes, and people were telling me that they went and it was a packed theater, like for Five Nights at Freddy. This is one of the seventy-eight million. That's one of the highest opening I weekends of twenty twenty-three. Because this game came out like my my kid played this when he was little. Yeah. So that had to be at so, least ten years ago. About when he was playing this game. Damn. So you're telling me twenty fourteen is like old? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, that's when the game came like twenty. I guess like the kids who played this game when you know as kids are now adults and they're like, oh my god, they're gonna go see this movie now. I, that's what I'm. That's how I'm taking it for if it if it's number one at the box office and like by a wide margin, not like it kind of squeaked by them like that. Seventy something million. Like Captain that, Marvel two will will kill to make these numbers that they're saying right now. 
So that Five Nights at Freddy did this. So this is insane the way I that's why that's why I had to show you because I was like, I had no idea the movie made that much money. And it was on streaming. Like you didn't have to go to the theaters. You could have just watched it at home. People still went to the theaters to watch this movie. So yeah. Well. And one of the highest grossing movies of the year. This is insane, but it is what it is. That's 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 the world we live yeah. in now. So that is right. crazy. I, I feel bad for them. <laughs> <laughs> but now but now we're here eli now we're here like i said we saw the movie we saw we didn't go i didn't go to the theaters i don't know if you went to the theaters no okay you didn't go, we didn't neither one of us went to the theaters we stayed at home and we watched it uh on peacock also known as the cock so that's what we watched it oh uh, and like i said eli you, he you is know, silent yeah <laughs> right now eli you know the rules it's a horror movie i, I know it's a video game movie i know it's a video game movie but no, nah, man, that's you. It's a uh-uh, video game uh-uh. movie. No, 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 no. Well, like we need to draw straws or something. <laughs> oh, get this killer flower. Oh movie. man, I, no, I okay. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna help you out. I'm gonna help you out, Eli. I'm gonna help you out. It's going to be on Apple TV. Yeah, like, and, and like and, very and, soon. And, yeah, and I, I like I'm, I'm not so keen on the native trauma movies that we always get so i'm not looking for as much as i love scorsese and this movie looks awesome and mm-hmm. and epic as fuck i know it's i'm, I'm gonna have a, i'm gonna be sitting that da- sitting being pissed off for three and a half hours is nothing i look forward to so and i know how i know the story i, I am aware of this history even before they announced the movie um i know what happens i know how fucked up the history is so it uh, and i know how scorsese does it Scorsese's mm-hmm. violence is brutal as fuck. So do I want to see native women get the Scorsese style violence? Not really. So I, this is a, it, 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 I'm not looking forward to seeing this. I want to see it. I'll, I'll eventually see it, but I'm not, I, I, yeah, I don't, I'm not looking forward to being pissed off and angry and sad for that long. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, that, that's my two cents right now, uh, but I have not watched it yet. I've, I've been hearing good things. From natives and non-natives alike. Yeah, that's why I was yeah. wondering who did you hear this from? You know, that's yeah, a- me and Fat T. We we were talking about. It. He's like, you see that Scorsese flip that? I'm like, nah, I'm just gonna wait for streaming. He's like, yeah, I don't know, man. We were both talking. Yeah, man, I'm gonna be pissed off. And mm-hmm. like, there ain't no happy ending. We know the story. We know what happens. Like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> we were talking, and we were talking, man. Tarantino should have made this movie because then it, he he would have had. We would have got that fake happy ending, like in. In Glorious right. Bastards or, or Once Upon yeah, a Time, Once upon time in Hollywood, <laughs> we'd yeah. had that fantasy ending and shit. Like, yeah, man, you should <laughs> give us a happy ending. You know, give us give us a win for a change. But yeah, but <laughs> have not All seen right. it yet. Okay, now I know you're trying to diverge. Five Nights at Freddy's. And here's Leroy's full review. You don't want me. You don't want me to talk about. Okay, it's a video game movie. It's a video game movie, so I'll talk about it. I'm gonna go into it. Okay. Here is my review of Five Nights at Freddy. If uh, it's shocking for anybody, oh, uh, we get okay. This movie fucking sucked. That's all I got to tell you about it. It was ass, trash, juice, booty juice, with everything. But I did not give two shits about this fucking movie. I was watching like I don't give a fuck about him. I don't give a fuck about her. I don't give a fuck about the man trying to dolls. I don't give a fuck about the little. Not nah, the girl's cool. The girl's cool. But everybody else. <laughs> Fuck everybody in this movie. Fuck this movie. Fuck Blumhouse can put this movie out, man. I was sitting there. I didn't give a shit about anything about this movie. You know how sometimes you want people to die in a movie? And sometimes you're rooting for people in a movie? I didn't give a shit what happened with these people. 
And then on top of that, they want to do this whole. Why well, want to talk about this movie? I, this is why I wanted you to talk about this movie. Like I don't want to say it sucked and just move on, you know. But anyway, Here's my me, review. Ditto. No. <laughs> <laughs> so let me go forward. Let me let me just dig into it because honestly, I was like, oh, thank God, Eli's watching this movie, so I don't have to like really pay attention to this bullshit movie. Uh, but other things that was happening in this movie, then they want to be like artsy and shit and have like dream sequences and shit like they fucking Freddy Krueger and shit. Like, don't do that. Don't, don't get through this shit and be done with it. You know, now I'm not, not, I'm not knocking the movie because it's PG 13. I have no problem with it being PG 13. I feel like the violence went as far as it needed to go. It's just that it was just a boring ass movie. The funny thing about this movie, they had jump scares that I didn't even realize they were supposed to be jump scares. You know, when you hear jump scare, you hear like the sound, like, Bleep, and so like that. I heard it first. I'm like, Bleh. oh, was that something I'm supposed to pay attention to? Let me rewind and see what happened. Like, it didn't even catch me. I was, because I was so, like, out of this movie. I didn't care. So I was just so ready to be done with it. Oh, man. That's that's all yeah. I got. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. This... I know this is the highest grossing movie of all time. This is, wait, I got to, I do want to make a disclaimer. I have no attachment to the source material or the IP of this like that. I know nothing about this game, honestly. I kind of yeah. like briefly looked up a trailer about it. It's like that. And that's it. it. So I, know, yeah. I don't know these characters. I know. I, I, I think one of the bears is named Freddie. I think that's about, that's all I know. Yeah. I mean, my kid, like I said, my kid played this when he was, when he was younger, when he was a kid, when he was younger, he's an adult now. When he was yeah. a child, he played this game. It was basically a little, a, like a, a scary game for kids where you're a security guard and you have to basically monitor cameras and you know and because these the ghosts are inside these animatronic uh muppet things that like like okay, a, so you're you at, know like more about this than i do then. yeah you're out you're break, break it's, down it's, the lore for the mila well from what i understand and i'm not deep into it i can't explain oh this is all, what i what i know is it's like a chuck e cheese type of restaurant and you're a security guard. The game plays. You're a security guard at night while the while this Chuck E. Cheese type of restaurant is closed. And ghosts, yeah, these these haunted robot animals come to life, and you have to like fend them off by turning on different cameras and stuff. That's about all I know. So going into this shit, I'm like, okay, all you have to do is have robot animals fucking motherfuckers up that's all you need <laughs> but for some reason this had the most confusing convoluted incoherent plot ever right like what the <laughs> fuck is going on <laughs> where where are these animals like what was going on i don't know they made this movie so fucking complicated that and long how long was this movie like a two it, hour that, movie? right i was like just get this shit over with man it's still <laughs> going it's so fucking long like wh where yeah i get that wh what was that that willy wonka's or uh i was Nicholas just about to say Cage. that willy willy willy's wonderland yeah they okay. he, it was a similar type of movie and that was just okay. that movie was awesome i love that movie oh okay well good good for you i thought it was all right you know um but but yeah i guess i get i get that they're not they're not trying to like copy that but come on, that movie was copying this, you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you needed was just. I mean, compared robot, to this yeah. shit, Willie's Wonderland was fucking Scorsese. So yeah, I couldn't watch that shit. So this could have been the, the Gen Z's chopping mall. <laughs> right. <laughs> there again, an old movie no one's ever heard of outside if you ever born before, you know, 2000. <laughs> chopping mall. <laughs> robot robots in a mall come to life and start killing people. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> that's all you need. <laughs> and that's all this had to be. But for some reason, like, let's like make. Like, it's almost like they were kind of making like a art house, artsy, fartsy oh. type movie. Like, why? Why are you doing this? And I'm like, and I kept thinking, okay, this could be like a kids movie. Like, maybe they're trying to make this for kids. I, wait, this it's, it's PG-13. It's PG-13. Yeah, they yeah, because yeah. yeah, it was PG-13. There was no blood. There was really no gore. Off yeah. Screen, the kills were pretty much off screen. Okay, if this is a kids movie... I don't think children are gonna understand this shit because I barely understand. Right. I'm like, are kids into this type of shit? I don't I don't know. This yeah. And all the trauma, he's you know, he he's you know, he's got having nightmares because he's got he's dealing with guilt and trauma, like cut with the emo shit. I mean, because first I don't give a shit about that dude. So any problem we have, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. So so. what he is he from the Hunger Games some shit? I don't know what he like he has one of those faces. Zathora, again, I'm old. I I know him from Zathora because that's because my kid watched that movie. What the hell is Zathora? What, what is Fucking, that? Uh, it was about the kids playing that. It's, it, it was like a Jumanji, only it's in space. They play the huh? game, and what's his name? Favreau, John Favreau directed it. It's like one of his first movies before Iron Man. Okay, now I'm old. I don't know what the fuck you you just you just talking at, at me right now. So I don't know what the hell. Who did what? I, I just know that yeah, kid looked familiar, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm old. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jake, you ever heard of Zathora? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what's yeah? A, what's a mall? What's yeah. a mall? That's y'all missed out. We smoked it. It was a big ass joint. We all smoked, and you didn't get nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Late to the party. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. Oh man, that's all I got. This this movie fuck us. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I, I honestly, I think this is one of those movies that were not made for us. <laughs> it just wasn't. Because I am hearing people online. Like I said, I'm hearing it is a kids movie. Kids are liking the movie. Uh, you know what it is? Okay. I think it's like this with me in those Marvel movies, where it doesn't matter how bad they are, I see shit in them. I like, oh, Doctor Doom, and oh, look at this Easter egg, and all this shit like that. And I'm hearing there are a bunch of Easter eggs in this shit. So the kids that grew up on this shit are seeing those easy. So they don't give a fuck how good the movie is, how bad the movie is, how scary the movie is. They see, ooh, like, I know that. Like, I know ooh, what that is. Ooh, a mother box. BVS is awesome. <laughs> that's what that's what it is. That's that's exactly what's going on right now. <laughs> so I can get ooh, two parademons. shits about Gordo. BVS right. is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> I know that thing. I know what it is. Hey, that's what kids are going oh, to see. So they see. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Because for instance, the ending. Oh. Where something he where the bad guy got killed or whatever. Okay, apparently that's a reference to the game or some shit. So they said when it happened in a theater, like the theater went wow because of the way he died. I'm like, okay, okay. well it's well you know what? Good for them. People actually had a good time at this movie, and I and I and I'm happy for them. Yeah, I'm not mad at anybody <laughs> that goes to this movie and have fun, or, or or go to any movie and have fun. If you go to a movie and you enjoy yourself, yeah, have at it. This movie was yeah. not for me. I'm like, man, get this shit over with, man. You know what? I had more fun watching Slaughterhouse than this bullshit. And Slaughterhouse fucking sucked. That movie I, fucking I sucked. Because I saw it that was, that was PG-13. And I'm like, it was yeah. PG-13 also. Slaughterhouse <laughs> was fucking terrible. But Slaughterhouse was to the point where it knew it was terrible. Like, I'm talking about Slaughterhouse for a second. The sloth was fucking <laughs> using the computer <laughs> and looking up his victims and shit. Driving a car. He tried to break it to the house of one of the people to get it, and he actually you he had the cell phone where he was taking selfies of his victims and showing them if you don't come. 
it was a it's a dumbass movie, man. Slaughterhouse is a dumbass movie. It just I'm is. fucking watching that right after this. <laughs> Scor- uh, Slaughterhouse is Scorsese compared to this bullshit. Five mics <laughs> nice at Freddy. So yes, Slaughterhouse was fucking dumb. But yes, uh, I, look, I, mean, it- I I will give it one for that when the ro- the scene with the robbery where they broke in and those robbers were fucking up the place for some stupid reason and then they got killed by the. I they were that, only that, in there to that, get killed off. It was like, yeah, no, that was. I, I'm, I'm not giving credit. I'm not giving credit for that. Like, I'm yeah. not giving credit for shit they supposed to do. Yes, give <laughs> us a kill scene. You better give us one kill scene in there. That's I, that's bare minimum. So I'm not giving credit for that. Yeah, no, I, I, I'll I'll give him one. I'll give it a one out of five just for that scene. But whatever. <laughs> I'll give him a one out of five for shit they supposed to do. You're supposed to obligate, you know. Obligated to do that. I, I mean, yeah, that. that's what I was thinking. Is this a gateway horror for for kids? Because I I found it very old, and maybe they do understand the lore, and maybe this kid having trauma is part of the lore. I don't know, but I was like, this is so fucking cute. I don't care. After a while, I checked out. This movie's long, and I don't give a shit. Like you said, I don't give a shit about what's going on. Can we have the fuck? Can we can can these motherfuckers get eaten by these robot animals? Are right. We, you know. <laughs> you know. Where's the beef? Come on. <laughs> you remember oh, that reference? <laughs> I yes, I am old enough to know that shit too. <laughs> oh man. Uh that's all I gotta say about this damn movie, man. Why why do y'all why, I, I need somebody to understand because I'm missing a complete point in this movie. Why it's the highest grossing movie of 2023, or the highest grossing video game movie, highest grossing horror movie, and all this shit like that. I'm missing the point. I need somebody to break this shit down for me. Like, how what are y'all seeing that I'm not? That's what I'm wondering. I'm wondering if it's the kids that played the game yeah. all went out as adults and saw this movie. And I'm, I'm like, thinking, I'm know. thinking that's exactly what it is. I'm thinking that's what yeah. it is. The kids, because this game came way back in 2014, <laughs> are now grown now and now watch yeah, this shit. I, I was eight years old and I saw Return of the Jedi and I didn't give I didn't give a fuck about the Ewoks. I had Ewok soap. Like Ewoks did not fade me. Like a lot of people, fuck those fucking teddy bears. No, I was like, hey, Ewok. I was a kid. I had an Ewok. I had an Ewok toy. I had Ewok bears. Yeah. yeah. I had Ewok soap. I thought. Uh, So, yeah. So, so these kids, they know all about the Five Nights at Freddy. They know they can break the lore down and all this shit like that. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I saw, and like I said, you know, I've been talking about these movies, and a lot of my favorite movies are movies. That I saw as a kid, you know, and that I that so, I still so watch you, today. So you're thinking 30, Maybe there. 30 years from now, some <laughs> grown They're gonna be watching over Five Nights at Freddy. Five with Nights at Freddy, top five horror series. movie of all time. You know, <laughs> this movie changed have, my life and shit. You know? Yeah, they're gonna have their kids. You should watch this, and their kids ain't gonna give a shit. Just like when I try to show my kids Gremlins, you know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what is this old shit? You know. <laughs> So yeah. maybe it will. Like I said, this is I don't know. I don't know. Hey, hey anybody like it? Like it? But I I did not give a fuck about this movie. Yeah. And the thing is, Eli, you know me. I I have like a low floor for anything. I damn near like anything we talk about on here. I can yeah. Find you you some... you go see all the Transformers movies in the theater. Yeah, and I can find good <laughs> shit about that Transformers. Well, I did like this, and 
in Fast Furious. I did like this. I, I couldn't find anything redeeming about this movie other yeah, than, like yeah, I said, maybe. that one Megan scene. Fox bending over again. Yeah, right. But, ain't bad. but it's, it's cinema. <laughs> I could break that scene down, what it, what it meant metaphorically. You know, this shit, I did not give a fuck about this movie, man. I, I, I don't even know why we said that. Because I was, I was hoping, man, I hope Eli just watched this shit trash it so i can just say it sucked and we just and move just on to something else and talk about the subtext and what was five <laughs> night freddy's really about <laughs> right all jordan peel on it and shit <laughs> you are the five it was a metaphor for consumerism and <laughs> racism classism yeah uh, Oh, the, the, the robot animals were a metaphor for. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't care about this movie, man. I, I don't know. They talking about a sequel. They, this movie made so much money, you know, a sequel's coming. So, hey, y'all like have I it. Said, hey, if if somebody's out there enjoying it, cool. I'm yeah. glad. Like I said, I'm glad. Hey, it's getting people out to the movies. You know. Yeah, hey, I mean, because they hey, not hey, watch hey, the Peacock, they, so yeah. <laughs> You know, they thought, yeah, Barbenheimer was the was the reason people were going back to no man. We got Five Nights at Freddy too, man. <laughs> <laughs> a video game horror movie. Who who knew, who yeah. would have thought? So for kids, fuck Grand Turismo. Kids. Fuck Grand Turismo. One of my favorite movies of the year. Nobody nobody saw that shit. <laughs> but they go watch this. You're right. Shit, I didn't see that, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're on the wrong side of history, Eli. But anyway, <laughs> all right. Can we move on past this? All right. Sure. Okay. I just want to just briefly review Loki. That's all. Just briefly, okay. briefly. I'm not even talking about it long. Okay, Loki season. Uh, the next episode of Loki came out, and all I got to say is, what the fuck? Uh, Eli, the end of this, everybody died. Kang died. Miss Minutes died. Loki died. Morbius died. You died. I died. Everybody died. Everybody's gone. Was there another snap? Maybe. I don't know. It's just a thing. It's just like. The, the whole thing is like four episodes in, they were like, okay, we got to do this so this thing will happen. So this thing will happen. So this thing will happen. The thing they try to stop from happening happened. So I'm like, well, what do we do now? I don't know. So everybody freaking out. Honestly, I think what's going to happen is going to be a dream sequence. They'll be like, oh, good thing we stopped before that happened. That's what's going to happen. So I don't know. I want to see if they stick to landing for the next episode, but I'm excited for the next episode to see where they go because like, you can't end a, a, a show like that. Just everybody's dead. So I don't know. <laughs> Uh, Peacock Home of the Reboot of Night Quarter Five Nights at Freddy. Yeah, and Twisted Metal. Watch Twisted Metal. I don't think oh, yeah, you didn't like Twisted Metal, Metal did you? Oh uh, yeah, I thought I enjoyed okay, it. Okay, okay. I I, yeah. I get confused on what we agree on and what we don't agree on yeah, sometimes. Like I, that. I, Twisted I Metal is on Peacock. Yeah, yeah, so Twisted definitely watch cool. that. Old yeah. ass game that no one plays anymore. <laughs> <laughs> what was, was the last Twisted Metal? It was on, yeah, that, was that first game was on PlayStation One, man. Nobody remembers that. Yeah, yeah. Like that's PlayStation One. Uh, that's all I got to say on that one. Okay, now I'm gonna throw it back to you, Eli. Now, now that we talked about a shitty horror movie, now you're gonna you're gonna give us a palate cleanser and bring us back and give us some good recommendations. Uh, so sure, we're gonna okay. go to Is the my... uh, the Eli Extravaganza Horror Minute of Mayhem Tale of T- Tales of Terror ha- Halloween yes. Hoot Nanny or whatever. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So yeah. So this month. Um, I've been talking about movies, horror movies that I like to watch to get me in the mood for Halloween season. Um, so this one of this week, one of my picks is The Frighteners. Can you see how do we okay, get? Okay, so that? so which one? Which which Frighteners? Because they remade this. Did they? Yeah. Wow, really? Yeah. <laughs> no shit. I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. I'm talking about the one from '96 or whatever with Michael okay. J. Fox. 
I don't ask me who's in the new one. The new one has people you know in it. I but I don't remember who was in it. Let's see, how do we get? Let's, let's hide that. Can we hide that? Ooh, look at me doing stuff. There we go. <laughs> yeah. So the Frighteners. I think this came out in ninety mid nineties, starring Michael J. Fox, directed by Peter Jackson. Oh wow! I think this okay. was his first like Hollywood studio movie because he was because Peter Jackson was in New Zealand making Dead Alive and Meet the Feebles and you know uh, uh, what's that fucking uh, Bad Taste and shit. Yeah, he was over there. Heavenly Creatures. He made, he was, Peter Jackson had a long career before he ever made uh, Lord of the Rings. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and uh, he worked in special effects and all that shit. So, yeah. So, Peter Jackson, he directed Dead Alive, which is one of the most, or AKA Brain Dead, one of the most gorious films of all time, in my opinion. Almost made me puke that pudding mm-hmm. scene. Fuck that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but he, you know, so he was doing like horror and working in special effects way before he ever did Lord of the Rings, um, a good decade. But in the mid-90s, he came to Hollywood, or actually they shot this in New Zealand. This was shot in New Zealand. Um, but this is Warner Brothers. They hired him to, to make this movie, uh, The Frighteners. Now, this was supposed to be a Tales from the Crypt episode. Okay. If y'all remember, HBO had the Tales from the Crypt series, you know, and uh, held horror down. Held horror down better than the movies were in, during the 90s. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, and so, yeah, this was supposed to be an episode of Tales from the Crypt, but they ended up extending it into a full-length feature, and they got Peter Jackson to direct it. Now, this is this basically a, match-up, a mashup of all types of genres. It's about a guy played by Michael J. Fox who can see dead people, and he, ha- he's, he lives with ghosts, um, and he has those ghosts go haunt houses for him and then he shows up to these houses and has them like basically cons them into exercising the spirits from the home so he's running a scam on people he's basically a con man using ghosts to haunt houses and you know get paid to like unhaunt them like ghost bust them you know but then a murderous demon spirit starts going around killing people and he has to you know figure out who it is and and um so that's essentially the plot. It's kind of a goofy, zany, wacky comedy, but it does. That's what I some... thought. I thought growing up that it was a, a comedy more than a horror movie. That's what I thought. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's very funny. It's a very fun, lot of lot of dark humor, a lot of goofy, campy slapstick humor. <clears throat> um, but there is some pretty gnarly scenes. <laughs> mm-hmm. There's halfway through this movie this it, it turns into like natural born killers where the that demon is actually the ghost of a serial killer that's still trying to like get the biggest death toll of all time and shit and uh um so yeah and I, what i like is like it it, it kind of it, yeah it's like a horror comedy but it kind of mix matches all these subgenres of horror there's like you have your like the sixth sense you have like ghostbusters exorcist then you have bits of slasher movies and natural born killers and shit. Like it's just kind of a, a, a big gumbo of horror genres all in one goofy campy movie. It's a lot of fun. Um, yeah. Like I said, I like breaking this out during Halloween just cause it is like a, just a fun goofy movie. Um, there's a lot of CGI in this movie. That's kind of dated, but at the time, at the time this came out, it was one of the top CGI's out there. Weta, mm-hmm. Weta Studios, you mm-hmm. know, the guys that did the Lord of the Rings movies, they were, 
they were flexing flexing their muscles with the CGI and in the frighteners. So, like I said, it's it's funny. It's Michael J. Fox. It's um, who else is in this? D. Wallace. She was the mom in ET. She played in uh, Howling. She's like a horror alum. The Fog. No, she wasn't in the Fog. She's been in horror movies. Cujo. She was in Cujo. She plays in this movie. Uh, yeah, I just think this is just a fun, stupid, good time. You know, and directed by Academy Award winning director before he got famous. So yeah, Frighteners. I, I, Eli, I, I, I told you wrong. I just looked it up. I I thought that was a remake. They're working on a remake. I thought oh, for really? sure. I thought I thought it was out, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like I said, a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Fun movie. And I gotta. I gotta do it. I gotta mention the OG. Okay. <laughs> let's let's go. <laughs> what what Halloween season would not be complete without the OG Halloween movie? Right. Halloween, nineteen seventy eight. John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, Jamie Lee Curtis, Michael fucking Myers. What can I say about this movie that hasn't already been said before? This movie's already been well documented and analyzed, and uh, it's appreciated as one of the most, as one of the best horror movies ever made, one of the best films ever made. Yeah. So there's not much I can really add to it other than the fact that this movie scared the shit out of me when I when I was a kid. Um, I saw this probably way too young. I was like six years old when it came on TV, watched it, scared the yeah. shit out of ja- me. Jamie Lee Curtis starring vehicle. Yeah. Um, yeah. Scared the shit. First movie I saw where a guy got shot and not died. Fucked hmm. me up. This movie probably traumatized. This movie's the way, one of the reasons why I'm the way that I am. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, I, 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 this movie is an exercise in terror. Michael Myers, was so creepy and slow and just like how he stalked and looked and yeah, he was terrifying. And I got to give up to Laurie Strode, one of the best characters in horror and of all time. I mean, the way she, yeah. she throws down at the end. I think that's why I, um, we, we also got to talk about how we also got to talk about how Jamie Lee Curtis got the role to begin with, because well, yeah, she, like I said, Halloween is a slasher movie. So her, Basically, let's just say this: she's a nepo baby. Her mother was an actress, also Janet, Janet Lee, Lee. Turn, turn, turn Ghost also. So Janet Lee was the the woman that got killed in Psycho. Yeah. So the they were like, okay, this is kind of like symmetry to that because that's also you could almost say Psycho was the first slasher, like an invented the slasher genre, if you really want to go there. And so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it but, is. But they, I mean, yeah, we yeah. we can talk about like the evolution of slashers. Yeah, yeah. Psycho. Um, you know, Black Christmas, some say Peeping Tom, and you know, some say the Italian Giallo movies had all had a hand in 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 forming the slasher, Texas Chainsaw, all had elements of slasher movies. Halloween perfected it and invented the genre. Halloween put the escape mask killer, stalking teenagers. That that was the blueprint the for all yeah. the all the slashers to come. It, it spawned a whole craze, the golden era of slashers from <clears throat> late 70s to early 80s. A whole slew of movies came out, particularly on holidays. Like I said, My Bloody Valentine, Happy Birthday to Me, New Year's Evil, Silent Night, Deadly Night, all these holiday themed Thanksgiving, which is coming out in a couple weeks. You know, this movie spawned a genre. And, um, and yeah, just watching Jamie, I remember 
watching Jamie Lee Curtis like stab Michael Myers in the neck or, you know, stab him with the knife or stick the fucking hanger in his eye. That was like real, like really intense, you know? So, you know, the fact that, you know, when, you know, critics of the days were saying these movies were misogynist and sexist and it's just showing violence against women and all that shit. I don't agree because I was empathizing with the women in these movies. I was like, I was hoping I was rooting for Laurie Strode in this movie. I was rooting for the girls that were fighting Jason, you know, in the Jason movies. You know, that's why my favorite, you know, one of my favorite final girls is Chris from Friday the 13th Part 3 because she, like, sticks an axe in, my, uh, in Jason's head and hangs him and shit. And, you know, it's Jason, he won't die. But, you know, the fact that she was throwing down, you know, that's my one of my favorite parts in a lot of horror movies when the victim finally says, you know what, I'm done with this shit. I ain't running no more. Let's go, motherfucker. That's such an empowering moment. And like so many, what I love about horror movies and why my favorite scenes in horror movies, you know, where the, the victim says, fuck this, I'm not a victim no more, you know? So that, that's what happened in, 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 um, in Halloween, you know, Laurie Strode fights back and it was, it, it was like, hell yeah. It, 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 there was a turning point where I was so scared. This movie was scaring the shit out of me. But when she started fighting back, I was like, fuck yeah, get her. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know? So yeah, this movie's a classic. There's really not much I can say other, you know, to give it its kudos. It, but yeah, it's it's, you know, you got you got it's a, it's a Halloween classic, and yeah, it deserves to be watched during one of the best theme songs of all time. Also, and not, one of the not, best not theme horror, songs. just just period. Yeah, in general, John yeah. John Carpenter on the on the on the soundtrack. <clears throat> you know, he directed. He was he again. He was influenced by foreign horror movies, the Italian horror movies, when he was. The, the the iconic opening shot is in one take, you know. Um, yeah, he was influenced by 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 other horror, you know, when making this, you know. Um, yeah, and Deborah Hill, she co she doesn't get her kudos. She wrote most of the script. She's the one who totally and all all that banter with the girls and stuff like that was all Deborah Hill who gave the character, you know, life to the female characters of the movie, you know. So yeah, I mean. Like I said, this is a classic. Um, yeah. So go check it out. April Fool's Day. Yeah. Yeah. April Evil Fool's Day. tonight. <laughs> Don't get me started, man. Don't get me started. Trigger. Uh, <laughs> and Jake trolling and shit. That's a good one, Jake. Halloween <laughs> three. <laughs> Actually, I don't mind Halloween right, I, I'm, I'm saying I, I heard good things about Caesar, which I haven't seen it myself, but. Yeah, I'm hearing after people finally calm down and realize that Michael Myers doesn't have to be in every it. movie, yeah. you know, they, yeah. they can accept it for what it is. They were trying, yeah, it, they, they tried something different. People didn't like it. They said, yeah. let's have Michael Myers back and let's make, you know, 10 more shitty sequels with them. <laughs> right. Pa, 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 pa. Yeah. All right. Uh, oh no, no, no. <laughs> oh, this is number one, and that's all you need to know, <laughs> right? <laughs> and Evil Dash Tonight is number two, <laughs> Corey Cunningham, number one. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> Corey oh. Cunningham, the best Michael Myers of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking that Kyle Rittenhouse, motherfucker. Fuck that. <laughs> oh, can, can I? Talk now you're triggering me, man. You're triggering me. <laughs> Can I talk about some horror shit now? By all means, yes. Okay. Oh, let me see. Do I have this set up? Okay. I saw I saw a thing, and I figured, you know what? This technically qualifies for horror, so we'll do this. And yes, it's better than Five Nights at Freddy's. So yes, we're gonna talk about 
uh, damn, I ain't sure. The House of the Fall of Usher. That the Fall of the House of Usher. The the House of the Fall of Usher. The Fall of the House. Did it, fall. What did I What did I say? House of the Fall. The House of the Fall of Usher. I said it right. Okay. Also, it's, the it's, fall. It's, the, the fall, fall of the house. Of the Usher, fall yeah. of the house. Of, okay. That's what it was. Okay. <laughs> there it is. The Fall of the House of Usher. Okay. I couldn't remember what it was. That's the name of the show. Okay. So it was a Netflix, not a movie, TV show. Uh, I was like, oh, shit. Let me let me just sit and watch this shit. Because here's the thing. I'm, I'm not one of those people that sit up there and just, you know, search for Netflix shit or go surfing on Netflix and find the next TV show and watch the shit. I, I, don't, I don't do that. I don't give a fuck what Netflix has on there. If Netflix has some shit that catch my attention, I'll do that. But I don't go searching for shit. But this is one of those things where people just wouldn't stop fucking bothering about this. Like my friend, you get it? What the hell's the first shit? You get it? What's the hell's the first shit? You get it? Why? Why do I have to watch this shit? Why? So I watched it. But the thing is, what they didn't tell me is that Mark Hamill was in it. I'm like, you want to get me oh, to watch what? shit? Lead with this. <laughs> it's like shit. <laughs> so he got a lightsaber. Right, he's not doing Joker shit like that. And I'll be honest with you, he is awesome in this movie. I mean, in this TV show, he, okay. he straight up is like he is awesome in there. Oh, but as far as the show, it was it was fine. It's just it's okay. I mean, it's it followed the form and stuff like that. Uh, it basically it basically is a loose adaptation of Edgar Allan Poe's plays. You know, that's what, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not exactly like that, but it kind of at the end, like the end of the each episode, it shows you, okay, this how it ties to the Telltale Heart, this ties into the Raven, you know. And they do say, quote the Raven, nevermore. At the end, spoilers, they say, oh, at the okay, end so, of, so it is like a, it is like a, it's not so much an adaptation of the story, it's just like an amalgam of just, poetry. yeah, it's right. Okay. It's like it, like what you remember from those stories, they will do something to remember about the story, but it's not. Uh, uh, adaptation of those stories so but it's yeah. it's close enough you know uh i won't go into too much detail about it but overall it was it was a good show i enjoyed it i liked it uh i wish y'all would quit bugging me about watching shit just because y'all like shit do you see me bugging y'all about watching some new star wars shit and new marvel shit no i don't i just watch this shit and have fun with it so it let me enjoy my shit and you enjoy your shit and stop asking me have you watched it yet have you watched it fuck no i ain't watched it yet that's that's my review of House of Usher, House yeah. of the Fall, Usher. Right Fall there. of the House of Usher. How, yeah, that what he said. Okay. Well, yeah, I mean, I, I'm from. I used to read a lot, you know, uh, you know, Red Poe, and you know, he, yeah, yeah, like it's like, it, like it, it's, it's been a long time since I read Poe. But if you read Edgar Allan Poe and you watch the show, you know where it's yeah. going. Even though they change shit up, you know where it's going. Yeah, it's yeah. it's gothic. It's it, it, it yeah. You know, it, it basically spawned the whole gothic literature and, and haunted houses and those horror motifs that we see in modern day are still the sins of the father, the secret family, the fucked up secret shit family's been doing. And yeah, the comment on like classism too, because yeah, they were rich folks. Yeah. They were like aristocratic assholes fucking murdering each other for fortune. That's that's what they were in this, in this show also. So it's all there. A lot of people saying it was like succession, but people saying that succession kind of took from Edgar Allan Poe. So it's all full circle. Maybe, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, does yeah. Usher make a cameo? Usher does not make a cameo. I was kind of hoping it would. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Uh, but Usher yeah. is in the faculty, which was he one of my in... one of my horror flicks that I recommended. I yes, he is in that. So go watch Usher in the faculty. So yes, he is awesome in that. 
does he have a dance number in that? Is then she? She's all lit. I can't remember which one. One of them, but he's in there. I okay. Never saw that. So sorry. I, That's right. You never saw she's all lit. That's right. We gotta we gotta do a commentary on that. Yeah. <laughs> or not, you know. <laughs> uh, moving on past that. Okay, now we're gonna talk to the video games section very briefly. I won't go talk about the video game section, but this is something that caught my attention. I was like, whoa, they did what now? Okay, so out of nowhere, Arkham Knight did a a, a update where let's just if I can find it. Yeah, the Batman. They put a, a skin of the Batman on there. Yeah. This official, not a mod or some shit like that. It's on there. I was like, whoa, whoa, what the fuck? So they put it on there. And then when news got out, like it was all over Twitter, like they just put the Batman in Arkham Knight. It's a, it's a new costume. So they put it on there. And like an hour later, they took it down so you couldn't get it. I'm like, fuck. So apparently it's a thing that's coming because they're about to, I think they're about to put like the Arkham Knight on, on Switch. And I think when they put it on Switch, they're going to add that costume to it. When they do, they're going to add new costumes and new stuff like that so it's like a tease you what's gonna happen so yeah like once once they put that on there that's just giving that just give me another excuse to just play the game again so so i gotta play it again i was so. not a fan of that costume i'll be honest love I, the I movie it. i love like the it, movie. It, it it grew on me it grew on me i don't it's it's i don't know it's practical it's utilitarian I so, look like the, the gimp from fucking pulp fiction i don't know man i, I thought it worked <laughs> S- i thought S- it worked. S- I, S&M. Fucking bad, because <laughs> because because Bruce Wayne was an incel. <laughs> he probably did some ass shit. <laughs> it is so that's my thing. So I, I just want them to put that in there. Put the uh Zoe Kravitz Catwoman in there. Give me all that. Hell, put the uh the dude that was Riddler. Riddler trophies. Oh yeah, yeah. The fucking thumb drive. <laughs> do all that i will run through this game oh yeah again. zoe as catwoman would be dope that'd be a dope yeah put, put all penguin, that in there yeah fucking Pink, penguin yeah yeah that'd be cool yeah so <laughs> do that and then put it in there so they put it in by accident they did it before they were supposed to but it's coming i think they're gonna do it Ar- like next year but yeah arkham knight was that the one where you're in the batmobile that's the one you're in the batmobile so yeah oh, fuck, i hated that game because of the bat- oh, that- batmobile was i was so pissed off at the some of the, those Batmobile missions were like fuck. <laughs> they're easier than you think they are. The one once you know where to go, once you know where to go, they're trying pretty to play easy. like basically try to play Mario Brothers with a Batmobile, like <laughs> like jumping in with jump the Batmobile, like, like what the fuck? Oh man, it's it's easy. It really is easy once you play it enough times. So yeah, <laughs> Arkham Knight is the best one out of all of them. I, I I know that is a hot take. I know people don't agree with that, but it is the best one out of all of them. But yeah. I uh, like Gotham Knights is on Game Pass. Worth like, no, no, it's not. Next question. Okay. It's not on Game. Oh, it's not worth playing. Okay. Right, it's not I worth playing. It's were, on Game Pass. But were, not worth playing. Yeah, you were streaming. I remember you streamed our uh, Gotham Knights. Right. I hated that fucking game. I hated every minute of the game. <laughs> uh, but I'm, I might play it again. I might pick it up again. I don't know. It's on Game Pass. Try it out, Jake. I, I'm hearing it's better than what it was. But I mean, you can only put so much sugar on shit. That's all I'm saying. So yeah. <laughs> All right, so uh, let me say, can we move on to the next part of the podcast? Okay. Uh, sure. Like I said, this is the comic bully. We're talking about comic books, and Eli, I'm going to let you go first to jump into um, this. Okay. Let's see. Because I don't, I don't have a whole lot of books either. I'm going to do one retro. But yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. Kind of a light week for me anyways. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess I'll do this Marvel Zombies. Okay. Black, white, and red. Black, one. white, and red. Okay. So you can, if you want to jump in on this, go ahead. Okay. But this, I didn't but read the, this, but yeah. I did read the Marvel Zombies that you told me to read. I did read that. I read that in like 
an hour is like the whole thing, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a it's a breezy read. Yeah. Um so Mar- Marvel Zombies, a very highly popular comic book that came out what in the mid 2000s, just as the the zombie trend was taking off, you know, Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead and 28 Days Later kicked off a zombie renaissance. We hadn't gotten cool zombie movies since the 80s. You know, we went like almost 20 years with no zombie movies, you know, hardly any. The 90s was like barren. They had like Cemetery Mad and like maybe, well, the Resident Evil games kind of held it down for zombies in the 90s. Yeah. George Romero directed a Resident Evil commercial in Japan, you know. So I think it was the popularity of the Resident Evil games, which like, hey, we need more zombie movies, y'all. So thanks to our God, our king, our savior, Zack Snyder. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he directed Snyder. that. Yeah, and James Gunn on the script. James Gunn wrote that original script for Dawn of mm-hmm. the Dead. That Dawn of the Dead remake. I mm-hmm. saw that movie like I saw that movie like five times in the theater. Great fucking film. Damn. Okay. <laughs> and then Twenty Eight Days Late. So that kind of spawned a zombie renaissance throughout the mid two thousands. We had a slew of zombie movies. Um, I know you don't Dead. count it. But I count I Am Legend as a zombie movie. I know you don't count it, but I do. Yeah, yeah, that is a zombie movie. Yeah, I Am mm-hmm. Legend. Um, uh, yeah, Walking the Walking Dead comic came out. Eventually, the Walking Dead TV show came and out. And we do have know? to mention that the original Marvel Zombies was written by Robert Kirkman. They they got Robert Kirkman to write it. He's like, hey, yeah. man, you got, you're the dude who writes Walking Dead, right? You want to write a zombie Marvel book for us? So that's <laughs> what he did. <laughs> He wrote about uh, uh, somehow a virus. I don't know how it got started. We could talk about that later. But anyways, yeah. somehow <laughs> a zombie plague is unleashed and all the fucking Marvel heroes get infected and basically wipe out the whole Earth in like 24 hours. Um, in the lore, as long as they eat, they, they maintain their intelligence and their abilities as long as they're eating flesh. Mm-hmm. You know, but the longer they go without flesh, then they kind of turn into mindless zombies and stuff. And it's got to be fresh flesh. It can't be like Fre- yeah, zombie yeah. flesh or fl- rotted flesh. Yeah, they fresh. can't eat other zombies. You know, right. So um, that's the original story. But this is like a throwback to that. Um, this is Marvel Zombies Black, White, and Red number one. I guess this is a new series, the start of a new series. But this is um, basically three stories. It's an anthology. Three stories in one book. Three 10-page stories, very easy, breezy stories. Um, The best one being Garth Ennis. Garth Ennis wrote this Daredevil zombie story. Fucking dope. Um, So a bunch of humans, they got Daredevil on chains, and they put him in a pit full of zombies to fight, and they bet and gamble on these zombie fights with Daredevil. So is is Daredevil a zombie? Daredevil's a zombie. Yeah, is, is his zombie. chest is his chest blown out? No, I don't know. That's right. Because okay. in the in that other one that showed me to read, his chest was blown out in that one. No, it's not. That's really okay. weird. That, that doesn't not. matter. Doesn't matter. I'm not gonna, you know, <laughs> pick apart yeah. the story for that, but yeah. So, anyways, but they give him, you know, for you know, he and of course Daredevil, you know, like you see him, he beats the shit out of all the zombie Daredevil beats the shit out of all these zombies and the zombie pit fighting, uh, you know ring uh and then for his reward the the, his keepers give him flesh to eat you know so when he eats of course he starts gaining his intelligence so 
while he's sitting in his pit of you know carcasses and bones and shit that he's picked dry, he starts remembering his old memories, which is kind of fucked up. You know, leave it to Ar- Garth Ennis to you know make it all the de- take a superhero and make him depressing as. <laughs> <laughs> so he's remembering his old, his old, all his memories of when he was alive and, you know, and how he used to be. But now he's this undead corpse eating flesh. And then he starts remembering all the people he's killed, too. <laughs> um, so that's pretty fucked up. But then guess who shows up? Your boy, Frank Castle. <laughs> okay. Punisher shows up. Okay. Punisher shows up. He's not a zombie. Oh, damn. Okay. And he's like, hey, you remember me? I'm the Punisher. I'm Frank Castle. Um, you know, I feel really bad for you, and I know you don't like what you're doing. I know, like, you don't like your existence right now. So I'll, I'll just let me know. Here, here's a bunch of bombs. You can put them in your stomach, and the next time they put you in that in that pit, you can <laughs> blow yourself up and take out all those motherfuckers with you. Because <laughs> what they're doing is fucked up. <laughs> so so he does he adjusts a bunch of he puts a bunch of bombs inside his guts and then goes into the pit and then blows himself up and takes out the whole gambling circuit you know gambling ring and shit and that's it it's a really cool short <laughs> story i thought was pretty dope you know then there was a spider-man one uh that was just about before spider-man got turned into a zombie Okay. You know, Did he eat Mary trying, Jane and not me? And, and... Not yet. He doesn't do okay. that yet. Um, he does see the the aunt, the zombie Aunt May. Um, <clears throat> but uh, but it's basically before he t- got turned into a zombie, he's trying to protect everybody. The the zombie hordes on coming down. He's trying to get everybody into the bugle, and then he ends up getting bit, and he starts turning. And at the end, he's just like, "Go, get away from me, run away now." And that's where it ends. Because I I guess if you recall. In the original Marvel Zombies, Peter Parker, every time he ate, he he rem- he felt guilty about all the right. Things. He remembered because he ate Mary Jane, not me. Ate Mary Jane, Jane yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the last story had fucking Moon Knight, and I barely gave a shit because I don't think shit about Moon Knight. <laughs> but Kanchu is there, and he fights a zombie Iron Man, and like Kanchu makes Moon Knight his zombie avatar, so Kanchu could do shit for some shit. I don't know. I don't care. I didn't give a shit. But yeah, there was a Moon Knight story. (laughs) But yeah, that first story was dope. This gets a three out of five for me. Uh, No, I'll bump it to a 3.5 because just that Garth Ennis story was so fucking dope. But but yeah. Um, Yeah, I mean, if you want to talk about, just we we can talk about the OG Marvel zombies real quick just to give everybody a, you know, the lowdown on, on it, you know. Oh, so like yeah, it was it. just a yeah, it was just a crazy, insane story. People eating each other. They fight Galactus, and they eat uh, Galactus. They eat Galactus, and they they basically become Galactus. Yeah, <laughs> they, well, they get the they they first they eat the Silver Surfer, and they yeah. get his cosmic powers, and then Galactus comes down like, "What the fuck? You ate my Herald!" And then they end right. up eating him because <laughs> they, they got because they got his powers, you know. Yeah, because they started they started using no, they built like some kind of nullifier or some shit. Oh, that's right. Because they were just yeah. they they ate something. They were just smart enough. That's right. To know how to build it. Yeah. Was it Giant Man and Banner? They were like, we need to eat. So when when they eat, they get their intelligence back. Right. And then that's that's like okay, while we're intelligence, before the hunger starts again, we need to figure out how to, 
you know, survive this or, you know, right. how to maintain this new world and shit. Yeah. So they, um, they built the nullifier right before they went hungry again and lost their intelligence. So, yeah. Yeah. They have. And then uh, Giant Man has T'Challa. Like, right. Uh, the, <laughs> In a like, basement. Yeah, and yeah. He's like, chopping pieces, pieces off him like <laughs> yeah he's they got him secretly he's 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 like secretly cutting pieces of t'chat living he's still alive he, they, but he's keep cutting pieces of him off to, yeah like, and he's sterilizing his his knives so they he won't get infected so yeah and then wasp comes in and like sees him you motherfucker you're not sharing <laughs> <laughs> and then he bites her head off <laughs> yeah and then he bite, but then she's infected but then yeah. well, he, he, he spits the head. He spits the head out. Oh, yeah. So. T'Challa ends up escaping, and then he goes to the the mute. Where, where's he going? Uh, Asteroidium. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, and then at the end, because yeah, Galactus comes. They eat Galactus, and then like it jumps to like five years later. Yeah, T'Challa got a kid with one of the uh, acolytes, and yeah. Oh yeah, the acolytes. Yeah, like and then yeah. Forge built them like like arms and legs. And arms shit. and legs, cause. Ant Man ate well. Jam Man ate, ate them all for whatever. So yeah, and then um, uh, oh, and, and Wasp, then Wasp, Wasp uh, is a robot. Yeah, yeah, she's a robot. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, they don't really explain where the uh, the how the virus started. I'm not. Yeah. I'm I don't still, know if they did it in the Fantastic Four book that you read. Yeah, or, or so what, that's or. what I did. I I went back because I was gonna. I'm gonna read the tie-ins this time. You know, because I only read like you said. I only read those five issues those original five issues. Mm-hmm. And um, so I went back and read the the tie-in, the, the ultimate Fantastic Four, and it doesn't really explain that either, other than ultimate Reed Richards is like, he's like in his 20s. Like, they're all young in the ultimate universe, right. the Fantastic uh-huh. Four. So he's like talking to a, a hologram Reed Richards from supposedly this world, and mm-hmm. he's showing him how to like build this portal so he can they can jump universes. So... <laughs> That's what he does. He goes to that universe and finds out that there he was tricked because there was zombie Reed Richards. They wanted was, the zombies want to jump over, yeah. Yeah, and 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 they wanted and uh, and they wanted to eat Reed when he got there. <laughs> but Reed ends up getting saved by Magneto. So. So yeah, that's they what eat Magneto but, in the first book. Yeah, also, they, they eat Magneto, but then the, the the zombie Fantastic Four go over to the ultimate, use the portal, and go to the ultimate universe. So yeah, so I haven't read that whole run yet, but yeah, they're they Reed has them like stashed in like the negative zone or someplace, you know, the the, the zombie Fantastic Four. Um, but yeah, I mean, they don't. I don't, I'm not sure how the the zombie virus got started. It says it came from the sky. I don't know. They don't really explain how everyone got zombified or whatever, um, but I do remember as a horror fan. I when I heard about Marvel zombies, I was like, "Ah, oh, because mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, it was a zombie trend. Right, zombies were getting, on zombie trend. Yeah, zombies were kind of played out. And when I saw Marvel zombies, I was like, "Ah, oh, Jesus, this bullshit." So yeah, I was looking at it through a horror lens, mm-hmm. and but no, it's actually a kind of a fun yeah it was just trying to be story. just a, a dumb goofy story that's all yeah. just yeah it's just dumb stupid fun yeah i'm like a like a trauma uh book that's what yeah. it felt like yeah yeah and so so all right so right. next book i'm well first book i'm going to do is i don't know why i decided to get this alan scott green lantern number one okay heard this was a big seller did you okay i heard i heard this was like a big the big book of the week and shit 
I, I, I didn't know, but we'll, we'll talk about it. This is, for those who don't know, like I said, it's a bunch of Green Lanterns, but Alan Scott is the first Green Lantern. Before all the other Green Lanterns, he's like the Green Lantern from the Golden Age, from the 40s and 30s, stuff like that. That's him. So they're retelling that story now, but it's still him in the 40s. So the story is placed mm-hmm. in the 30s and 40s. That's what it's about. So, uh, yeah, let's get to it. Alan Scott, the Green Lantern. Uh, okay, so we start off with it. Uh, he is meeting with J. Edgar Hoover. I think it's like in 1940 something. He's meeting with J. Edgar Hoover, and J. Edgar Hoover uh, is basically like, "Why aren't you hanging around with JSA, boy?" Because right now, back in the 40s, Green Lantern, like Alan Scott, is the most powerful JSA member. He is. Matter of fact, he's so powerful, he don't even really like hanging around that much. He's like, "Why do I even need them? I can just do. I can just do what they do by myself. Like, I don't need Wildcat and Black Canary. I can just do this shit myself, you know." Oh, uh, so he was like, and Jay Edgar Hoover's like, no, you're going to do what I say. You're going to be with JSA, Mr. Scott. He was like, Mr. Scott, who's that? I don't know who Mr. Scott is. He's like, don't play with me. You know who Mr. Scott is. Because trust me, I, I know everything about you. And when I mean everything, I mean everything. And he pulls out another folder. And Alan Scott looks in that folder. He was like, oh, shit. Okay, what time you want me to be at the JSA meeting? You're like, okay, yeah, that's what I thought. And then we look at the folder, what it is, and what's in the folder? It is pictures of him and his boyfriend chilling in the 1930s, which I'm pretty sure that was a no-no back then. So, yeah. Well, they took, just like in The Watchmen, yeah. Just like in The Watchmen, but yeah. So <laughs> that's what's going on right now. And then, like, we see some more pictures of what's going on, and basically it's just really hot dude-on-dude dude action. That's all this is right there. And you can imagine – the YouTubers, Eli, because they released this this panel before the book came out, and they went ape shit with this happening. Of course, yeah, triggered. <laughs> they did exactly what they wanted to do. Like, thank you for promoting this book for them. So yeah, yep, uh, yeah, keeping the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So basically, so Alan Scott's boyfriend is this guy right here. He's Jordan Ladd. That's his name. They work for the Corps of Engineer, the Army Corps of Engineer, which we have one in Vicksburg. So that's I'm familiar with them. Oh, uh, and they're basically working on this device to get this thing called the Green Flame, which is supposed to be this energy source at the bottom of the ocean. What apparently is a flame that is so hot it can it can flame underwater. So that's what they're trying to do. So they build this machine to capture it and use it for the U.S. Army because they got to capture before because they're hearing that the Germans because it's in the 30s they're hearing that the Germans have this new leader that's like really charismatic and they you know they don't know what's gonna happen. So we got to hit it before, you know, he he gets the stuff. So, yeah, that's going on. Um, and we cut to, yeah, present day. And basically this is fast forwarding. And he's basically talking to his butler or driver, whatever like that. Basically how J. Edgar, J. Edgar Hoover has dirt on him. Because he was like, it doesn't matter how many times I save the world or how many times I've done this, done that. If they find out that I've been messing around with dudes in the 1940s, I'm done, <laughs> you know. You know, I won't be able to be able to be on the JSA or even do anything. So he's like JSA, uh, Jago has the dirt on. So anyway, they get uh, an alert that uh, you know some cops or some it's a bad guy doing bad guy shit. So he goes out there and does some shit. Goes out there and I just cut to the end. Look, the, the green flame or red flame, whatever, like that possesses boyfriend. The end. And what other some shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm just fast forward to the end. Uh. Oh, and I guess what happened is that when he watches his boyfriend gets kidnapped by the Crimson Flame and tossed in the water, so he thinks the whole time his boyfriend is dead. And next next page, we see him 
committed in Arkham Asylum. And the next book is called, and the next book is out, next title is Conversion. Now, are they converting him because they think he went crazy? Or are they converting him for being gay? Because that's kind of what conversion is. Yeah. You know, because remember back then in the 40s and 30s, they thought, you know, homosexuality was a, a like a, a, a mental handicap or whatever. You know, like a yeah. psychiatric, whatever you want to call it. So I want to know, is the story going there, that level? I don't know, because he's in Arkham Asylum right now. So that's it. Uh, yeah, I just, I, like I said, I, I really didn't want to, I didn't have anything else to read. I was like, what, what's going on with this book? Let's see, what, let's see what the big hoopla about this is. And it's just Greenland doing Greenlander shit. So, yeah. Funny thing about it, uh, this whole thing about Alan Scott being gay, that's a New 52 thing. He wasn't before the New 52, so that's 2011 when they announced that you know he was uh lgbt before then he was before then he had kids two kids so and he brought the kids the back green but, lantern Alan scott yeah 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 green lantern yeah uh-huh so, so this is the one that was in doomsday clock right yes that's the one that was in doomsday clock yeah yeah because yeah. his okay. boyfriend died and he was in the train and shit like that yeah that was him yeah okay mm-hmm the keeper of the green flame but yeah all right so yeah so what you got i got predator versus wolverine number two okay it looked like it was like in the past or some shit i guess i don't know well it turns out this is like almost turning into an anthology book where wolverine is being chased by the predator in modern day but he's it turns out he's remembering that this the predator has been hunting him. He's had encounters throughout his whole life, you know, with the predator. So okay. the first book was about when he was, you know, a trapper up in Canada working for the Hudson Bay Company and you know working with the natives and shit. And um, and then this one's about I think in the sixties when Task Force not Task Force has what are they called uh, Team Team Six Team X Team X No not not Team yeah. Team Seven Team Seven. No, Team Seven's uh, fucking Death Blow and Image. Oh shit! Team X, I think it is mm, with with Saber Tooth. I, I think and, it's Team Six, Seven, Eight. I thought it was X because it was X. They were like an offshoot of the X Men or something, or one of the the pre X Men or something. I right, but I don't think it was Team. I think they were called something else. Maybe I not Team Seven. Was, I think Team Seven is Death Blow, but I yeah. think because it's all it's all Jim Lee. Because I think he called them Team Six or Team Five or some shit. Um, actually, I could look it up. Well, yeah. a- anyways, that team, it he actually fought the Predator in some South American jungle, you know, with Team X or whatever team, Team the the, the mutant <laughs> team squad, assassins, you know, <laughs> and um and the pre- and they fight a bunch of Predators, and they actually team up with one of the. Uh, it turns out that yeah, there was like some you know, war going on and they were supposed to, for some political, vague political reason, they went down there to do something, but it turns out the two armies banded together to fight because they were being hunted by the predators. So they all kind of joined the humans and start fighting predators. And um, like Sabretooth gets killed. I think, do they skin Sabretooth? I think that was Sabretooth that got skinned. Okay, he can um, grow back, so he'll be fine. Yeah, yeah um maverick and what's that guy's mastodon or whatever the fuck <laughs> um so the, anyways the predators come and they just like fucking uh 
you know, they're, they're, they end up like blowing up the place, um, blowing up the pyramid. Yeah. They're in a pyramid. It's like, it's just basically a battle between the predators and the soldiers and, um, and team. I'm trying to find it. I'm looking them up too. I'm trying to find one of them old nineties, Jim Lee books. Like, so. Team X. Yeah. Team X. Team X. It, it can't be. Team it X was be. a dirty crew that did dirty jobs, assassinate politicians, blow up a dam, seize an oil platform, take out a cartel. Yeah. This is what was that? Logan and Sabretooth and Maverick. Was Maverick on there? Maverick, yeah. yeah. Mastodon, or some, yeah. A bunch of other people. Um, so, yeah, that's all it is. It's just, it, 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 and of course, it was a, an army squad in South America. Sabretooth has a fucking Gatling gun. So, it's basically a throwback to the original Predator movie, only with <laughs> you know. Because that's yeah, basically so, what that team was. They were just like those predator guys, you know. Yeah. So that there's a scene. Yeah. There's a, like a like a page where Sabretooth's got the minigun. He's just like shooting in, like shooting blindly into the woods, like you know, like in the first Predator movie, you know. <laughs> so yeah, this was fun. This was cool. This you know, I, I this is turning out way better than I thought it was. And the art is dope. Um, at the end of the book, um, it shows years later, years later. So after this happened. A predator shows up at the Weapon X facility, and it fi- it breaks in and it finds Wolverine on the table while they're while they're designing Weapon X. Oh damn! Okay, so it's, it's so, all tied together. So okay. I'm wondering if they're gonna retcon, and that's how they got the, the you know the predator claws. I wonder if that's where they got the claws idea for Wolverine. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but well, yeah, that's like the last panel to be continued. But this was fun. This is four out of five. Okay. Cool, like I cool. said, art is dope. Benjamin Percy writing it and killing it. So, damn it! I, I, I promise you, I want to say it wasn't Team X, but if it was Team X, then it just is what it is. So, that's what it's it gonna, said in this book, right? Yeah. And and it may be I know what it said in this book, but I'm thinking back then I thought it was something else. They didn't call himself Team X, but it was something else. And then Jim Lee said, "Fuck it, I'm gonna just take that shit and just call it Death Blow and whatever." Well, it's in the '60s, so I, it's like pre right. right. Pre like X Men era, so that that's you know, that's why when like that th- that shit happened to Sabretooth, I'm like, okay, this is in the sick. Does he have? He's a mutant by then, right? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. He, like I said, it'll grow back. So yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just so okay. Oh, uh, hold up. I think I got it. Damn it. Ah. Oh well. Next 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 week. <laughs> We'll prove whether or not it's right or not. Uh, anyway, what it was, I read that Gotham War Red Hood shit. I'm not going to review it. I'm not. Oh, okay. It's a recap. It's a filler book. It really is. There's nothing happens in it. Joker shows up and runs away. That's it. <laughs> uh, we don't even know if he really showed up. That it might be like fear toxin that Jason was hit by. So him, we don't even know if Joker was even really there or not. You know, he just thinks he thinks he was. All right. <clears throat> Next, well, last, last, so sort the of last book I'm going to do is a retro book from the uh, from '89. You could say '80s or the '90s, whatever, like that. This is from '89. Nope, not that one. Um, there we go. Amazing Spider-Man 313. Now, the reason I want to do this one because I was trying to find a horror book, and I know I couldn't think of a horror book. And when I actually read this, this ain't a horror book either. But <laughs> I will say this: it's one of the hardest covers 
one of the best covers oh, of all time. Oh, yeah, that is cool. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, hold yeah. on, let me, get, let me get back in there. Yeah, that cover that right there. Fun. I love that. That's one of my first Marvel comics ever got. And I saw the cover. I was like, what is this? Because I didn't know what Spider-Man was fighting. I was like, what the hell is that? <laughs> like, he, like a demon or something like that? An alien? What is that? You know, so then I decided to pick up the book to see what it was. And then I found out that, you know, it's Spider-Man has a villain called the Lizard. It's the first time I've ever heard of the Lizard. I didn't know Spider-Man fought dudes like that. So, yeah. So this is a lizard book, but it's also an Infernal tie-in. Now, Infernal was a, a 90s X-Men crossover event where Madeline Pryor, the Goblin Queen, opened up a hell mouth and demons spit out and took over New York. That's this book. So this book has nothing to do with it, but shit happens in this. So let's just get to it. Let's go to it. Like I said, retro book. Let's go. Uh, yeah. Okay. So the book starts off with uh, a shark in Midtown in the Midtown Tunnel, attacking them, swimming at them. Because it's Inferno and demons and shit like that, so that's what they're like, what the hell's going on here? Uh, so, yeah, so the shark eats off the taxi cab that Mary Jane and Peter are in, in the taxi cab, and he goes over there, and, and basically Peter looks at Mary Jane like, distract the guy while I do my Spider-Man shit, because he, he don't have time to turn into it, so he put his web shooters on, webs, webs the shit up, webs the, uh, the shark, slams down to the ground, does some scorpion, get over here, shit, and then smacks the fuck out of him, knocks the shark out, so he can't fly swim anymore. Uh, and then the cab just drives off while they're going to Queens. Because the thing is, they realize that demons are taking over New York, so he's headed to Queens to make sure Aunt May is okay. So they get to uh, Queens. Oh, meanwhile, this one, Kirk Connors is just like, he invited his family to come over because he's telling them that he's got the lizard under control, so I want to be back with your family again. But since all these demons are popping up all over the place, He's losing control. So he thought he had control, but he don't. So now he's slowly turning back into the lizard again. And now he wants to eat and kill shit. And Ty McFarlane is Ty McFarlane in this one. That's what I thought. Like, damn, why did I do Spawn? <laughs> but you know what? <laughs> it doesn't matter. The way he drawing lizard on this shit is like, man. Okay, so Ty McFarlane is the GOAT for a reason. Uh, So they get to Queen. And apparently Mary Jane has a cousin named Christy who has a crush on Peter. And Aunt May is there. The reason Aunt May isn't there because she's out looking for Peter. So she was like, okay, so she ain't there. I'm going to go out and look for Peter. You stay here and let me know when. And they can't call on the phone. Remember, no cell phones. It's in the 80s. No cell phones. So they can't call Mary. And they can't call Aunt May. And the demons are fucking up the phone line. So they can't make calls anyway. And they can't get radio waves because they fucking all it up. So, so Aunt May shows up after Peter already left. It's like, where is he? Oh, he's looking for you. So he goes to where she think he might be. And that's when he's going to Empire State University. Uh, yeah, so he's going out looking for her. And Kirk Connor, like I said, Lizard invited his wife and kid to there. And when they get there, that's when they get attacked by demons. They ain't got nothing to do with Lizard. They just there. They just, just demons just taking over the shit like this. So they get attacked. And they go out running. And right before they get attacked, that's when, oh, sidebar. Because these 90s books were just weird as fuck. These kids sneak into... A Spider-Man balloon, like for the Macy's Day Parade, they just want to see what it looks like, and all of a sudden it wakes up, and now it's attacking the city. Back to uh, Kirk Connors and them stuff like that, and that is a Spawn demon right there. Oh, <laughs> that yeah, is like it looks like the violent. Violator or some shit. Yeah. That is, damn, Tommy no Charlotte. <laughs> okay, doesn't matter. We we read a Spawn book, but I read a Spawn book. But uh, that's when Lizard grabs the Violator <laughs> and he like, get the fuck away from my family, you know, and, and toss him out the window and shit. But then he looks at his family. He's like, oh, y'all look so tasty. 
And then Spider-Man sees uh, a demon get thrown out of a window of the Inspire State Building. He's like, oh, shit. I need to see what's going on with that. But before it goes there, that's when he sees a balloon version of him, the Macy's Day Parade version of him, State Puff Marshmallowing, stomping through New York City. He was like, uh, let me handle that first. So he goes down there, fights the balloon version of himself. It turns around, looks at him, and, then, and flicks him away. You're like, oh, shit. So you're like, how do you kill a balloon? You're like, with a needle. So that's when he was like, okay, so let me find the biggest needle I can find. So he goes to the Chrysler building, breaks off the, the tip of the Chrysler building, and then jumps off the Chrysler building right into him. And he was like, crumb. <laughs> you know, <what> I'm <laughs> and, and then takes him down. And he's like, oh, damn. Okay, now let me find out what's going on with the lizard. So the lizard is not looking at his family. He was like, I need to kill you to be complete uh, free of Kirk Connors, you know, personality and shit like that. So before he eats him, that's when Spider-Man shows up, kicks the shadow of him, smashes him down. He was like, we need to get out of here and get to the chemical chem lab because I know the formula to turn it back into Kirk Connors, but I need time to, you know, put the formula together. You know why they do that? So he puts the formula together. And while he's doing that, Lizard is climbing up the building, get, getting ready to take him out, smash the building. And he's like, okay, let's go. But, and he knows Lizard is coming for him, but he has to ignore his spider sense so lizard can get close enough to him so he can hit him with the with the uh antidote so he lets him grab him and then he throws a uh antidote in his face but the thing is whatever his power because these demons are making him more powerful than he's been before it's not enough to turn him back into kirk connor's so he's like okay i need to get uh, an electric charge to like really take him out so he pulls like an electric cable out of the floor he's like i'm a shocker but then his, his son pops up out of nowhere he's like don't hurt my daddy and that's just enough for lizard to smack the shit out of spider-man and then go for the kid but that's when Kirk Connors started fighting himself. And like the, the left hand is reaching for the electric cable to shock himself. And Liz is like, uh-uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to chop my own hand off. That way you can't attack me because I can just grow another hand back because I'm a lizard. Uh, but that's just enough for Spider-Man to like hit him with a Bunsen burner to just stun him just enough for Kirk Connors to grab the electric cable and shock himself, which is just enough to shock himself in the antidote to turn back normal. And then we tell Spider-Man to get his kids and get his family away from him because he's too dangerous. So, yeah. And that's it. And that's when Mary Jane shows up. Uh, Spider-Man, have you seen a student called Peter Parker? His aunt was looking for him. And that's when Mary Jane's kind of like covering for him. He's like, everything's okay, Tiger? Okay. The end. And Mary Jane has a stalker. So that's the book. So not scary at all. Uh, But yeah, but you got a bunch of early... Todd McFarlane isms in here. This is Spawn before Spawn. Hell, Lizard looks like Spawn. Was, did McFarlane was writing this too, wasn't he? Nah, let him tell it. He was, okay. <laughs> but he wasn't. <laughs> it's it's that gray area, you know, that Marvel method where they actually have what's the game? David Meccalini. That's his name. Okay. But since the Marvel method is how you plot out everybody stuff like that, and you basically like the artist plot the stuff out that did, the artist wants to take credit for themselves. Well, you know? well, Todd McFarlane's writing style quote unquote you know, right it's always like yeah i mean greg capullo even said yeah todd would just say hey i need three pages of sam and twitch <laughs> and so you know what i mean <laughs> and then he just draw it and then and he todd just draw would just, this is so, so yeah, yeah and then he just put the letters over it you know like yeah so 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 not this book but there was a book later on where marvel did just give ty his own book he wrote he drew he did everything that book sucked <laughs> it really did uh but this is written by another guy but ty will take credit for it, saying that basically let ty tell it he co-wrote this book because all the pencils and also like that that's that's him you know but that's 
that's neither that's that's another argument for another time. We let this geese and comments handle shit like that. You know. <laughs> oh, that legal jargon. So yeah. I mean that, that art still holds up, man. That's the art still holds up. It, it's yeah. now after watching John Romita Jr., then going back to this, it's like, man, <laughs> give me this again. But at, after reading this, I was like, damn, I should do the spawn book. But well, like, cause yeah, like I told you, I was why I was reading the Ultimate Fantastic Four books. And yeah. that was like totally early 2000s. That's what I meant to tell you about. Okay. Digital, all digital. You can totally tell they were using filters and Photoshop. Yeah, and, they were doing yeah. different stuff around the 2000s that they don't yeah. do anymore like that. But I did want to talk about Sue Storm in there when you posted that book. Oh, uh, yeah. You said, so what did you say about Sue Storm? She's like a stripper or some shit like that? She's like a cosplay or porn star. Cosplay or cosplay. Okay. <laughs> Glad you said about porn star. That's funny. Because those books, like, I could tell their art style. That was Greg Land's art style. And uh -huh. Greg Land got in trouble because he used to trace real people on those okay. books. And some of the real people he was tracing was porn stars. Okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, so, <laughs> so like when the <laughs> women like make these things like, oh, like when they get hit, oh, oh, he's really tracing them when they're, you know. Acting. Yes, acting. That's the, <laughs> that's the face he's making, so. Yeah, because uh, there's some, there, like I say, yeah, fucking... Ultimate Sue Storm is hot as fuck in this book. <laughs> yeah, so she's probably like Jimma Jameson or some shit like that. You know, yeah, just yeah, a, something, yeah. 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 Uh, so that's that's it. All right, so anything else we got to talk about or? No, I'm booked out. I mean, I read the new Conan, which was cool. You know, it's, you know, it's continuing that story where he's fighting the zombies and shit and, you know, still kind of wordy. And another book that was pretty cool was that Drive Like Hell. It's all, it's an indie book. It's a on comic. Image. Isn't it like an unlimited comic? I don't know. It's not okay. I, I don't know, but I, I think it was on Image, but it was a number one. But it's like crime and demons. Like a nope. dude's a getaway driver, but he's dealing with demons. It's kind of a supernatural crime noir. So thought that was pretty cool, but um, yeah, I didn't feel the need to like really review it. But I'd I I, I would probably I might. I I might be on I might, I think I might check out the second issue and maybe mm -hmm. I'll maybe I'll review it as a whole like when the first arc is done cuz it might be it might I'm it might be cooler as like a collected edition or something. So. Okay. Other than that I'm I'm booked out, yeah. Okay. Uh like I said definitely check out this Geese and Comics like I said I don't know what books they're going to recommend but just check them out like I said talk about the same shit we do but different, you know. Uh maybe they seen maybe they seen Five Nights at Freddy and AK Davis saying it's the greatest movie of all time. Because <laughs> if anybody knows all that Easter egg shit, he would know it. Yeah, he'll break it down. He'll, he'll break it down. <laughs> he'll start getting into it, and everyone will tell him to shut the fuck up, David. <laughs> <laughs> shut the fuck up, David. We want to talk yeah, about that. We just mute him and just keep going. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit! So yeah, we want to talk about Star Trek. Fuck, fuck that shit. <laughs> uh, shout out to Jake, man, because Jake gave us this assignment. So he gave us the idea for this. Yeah, he's the one who told us to watch the, watch the movie. Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Hey, we did our homework, Jake. We did our homework, Jake. You, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure he's gone by now. But anyway, <laughs> we appreciate you. You gave us a topic for this week, so I don't know what we're gonna talk about next week. Something will pop up. We'll go kind of go from there. And yeah, that's it. Like I said, we roll into the holiday season now. So yeah. So yeah. Yeah. until then, this is Leroy. This is Eli. And Five Nights at Freddy. Whatever they say in that movie, that's that. So yeah. Same bully time, same bully channel. That. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm.